Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammy. Hey, Cammy. Hey, Bryant. What's going on? How you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm glad we're both good because what we're talking about today is a little grim. <laughs> you with the dad ta- jokes. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, so Mystery, today we're going to talk about uh, the, the concept of the Grim Reaper, and uh, we talk about this and many subjects similar to this, covering all sorts of different myths and legends throughout time and space. Uh, the Grim Reaper is a, a pretty interesting one. I, I we'll, we'll dive into it soon. Cammy's going to give us a story, and then we'll have a nice discussion after that. I have to give a quick shout-out before we jump right in, though. A couple weeks ago, we um, in April, this will come out in May, I believe. But um, So a couple weeks from when this uh, appeared, there was an awesome... So I'm, I'm we were on YouTube. I, I got... I get, you know, tons of spam mainly, um, but uh, lots of supportive comments, especially from Dave. Hey, Dave. And uh, I, I had a really weird one because I woke up in the morning, had some spam that was trying to steal my info or your info, and YouTube automatically gets rid of it. And I saw this one other kind of gibberishy looking comment that I just thought was spam, but it was so long. And then after looking at it, I realized that it was someone speaking or typing Welsh. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So we, we did do a Welsh episode about a year ago uh, on the Welsh otherworld or afterlife. It's a little interesting. Or it's, it's very interesting. It's a little different. But um, a noon is what we called it. We called it the Welsh, Welsh 101 uh, episode. Uh, and we had a fan, a, a Welsh native from uh, Kimber themselves, uh, comment about how much how appreciative they were of the episode. And this this coincides as well, because we, we did the episode in honor of my grandfather, who passed away um, due to complications of COVID uh, a year ago now. And so this actually was posted on the anniversary or, you know, of that happening. So it was just, uh, the stars kind of aligned in a weird way. And it really, I think, affirmed for me and Cammy why we do this show. Uh, hitting Welsh myth when we never would have known anything about a noon, and now we go toe-to-toe with a little bit on some of that knowledge, and we got some thumbs up from people. Uh, Mint Rose, Rosen Mintus uh, was the YouTuber who who commented. We really appreciate that. So hopefully they're listening. If not, it's okay. Check that episode out if you like. But uh, Cammy, let's talk about the Grim Reaper. Okay, sure. So my sources, I used Wikipedia for this, but they had a free source to a legend that is a, a Russian legend, uh, Russian mm. folk tales by Alexander Nikolovich Afanasyev, translated by Nailed Arthur, <laughs> by Leonard Arthur Magnus. And this, if you watched or listened to our Prometheus and Tantalus episode, this story is very similar to that. So let's just begin. There was a soldier who had served his time under the Tsar and decided to leave the work of war to other men. He had with him his daily ration of three biscuits. On his way wandering the land, he came upon a beggar who asked for alms with a, with a bow. The soldier, glad he could help someone less fortunate, gave him one of his biscuits. A little time later, the soldier came upon another beggar. This man also asked for food, and the soldier gave him a second biscuit. A little time passed, and he was hungry, but before he could unwrap his last biscuit and eat it, Another beggar came and asked for food. He didn't want to give him only half of his food because he he had given a full biscuit to the other beggars, so he gave the man his last morsel. Instead of just thanking him, the beggar said he could have anything that he desired. 
The soldier thought for a moment and decided he would ask for a deck of cards. The beggar gladly gave him his deck and a sack to keep him in. This sack was special, the beggar warned him. It would keep any catch inside until the soldier decided to let it free. He only had to ask, jump in my bag, and it would happen. The cards, he said, would never allow him to lose a game. Happy with his prizes, the soldier went upon his path. He was still hungry, so when he came upon a lake with ducks, he asked the duck to jump in his bag, and it did, and the soldier had duck for dinner. He traveled a little further to an inn in the next town and decided to stay the night. The innkeeper kept the patrons entertained with stories of the Tsar's castle he abandoned due to the devils who took it over. The soldier, thinking of the trickery he held in his deck of cards, decided he would go and rid the castle of the beast. When he got there, the devils were all dancing wildly to unearthly music. The soldier announced his presence and challenged them to a deck of cards. He won easily, and when the devils accused him of cheating, he commanded them to jump in his bag. They did this immediately, and he took them straight to the Tsar for punishment. The Tsar had his men poke the bag with sharp sticks, and when the devils had had enough, they pleaded to be let go and pledged their service to the soldier. They were released from the bag, and the soldier became the Tsar's most trusted advisor of sorcery. For years, the soldier was happy with his position, but suddenly the Tsar became ill. He called upon the devils to do his bidding and begged them to help him, help him heal the Tsar. They gave him a looking glass that showed the presence of death. If death stood at the foot of a person, that person would survive. But if he stood at the head of that person, that person would die. Death was at the foot of the Tsar, so the soldier told the Tsar such. It was later that the soldier's boy became ill, and he used the glass to see death standing at his son's head. He knew he could not let death take his boy, so he commanded death to jump into his sack, and he fastened it. For years, death remained locked away in that bag and the people withered but did not die. Everyone in the land became ill or too old to move, and the soldier decided he had been greedy in his triumph. So he, now an old man, pulled out the sack and cut death from his binding, and death was free to take all the souls the soldier had spared. And as death rose up, he looked at our hero in his eyes and said, your time has come, follow me. Cool. That's a great you see story. the parallels with the yeah Sisyphus. That's, yeah, that's fantastic, and that's that's a great uh, connection because uh, the the Grim Reaper. Uh, I'll, that's what I'm going to kind of focus on explaining here that specific name because there's so many different personifications of death throughout history and mankind, which is I think pretty well known by most people. Um, <laughs> so. The, the mystery vocab word of the day is psychopomp. Cammie, can you explain what a psychopomp is? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a god or other being that brings people to the afterlife. Yeah, it's a guide. And for some reason, psycho and pomp, you know, is equivalent to guide. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's... So I, I've used, um, I started off with a Britannica article that was really funny, uh, and then of course Wikipedia, and then also theamateursguide.com, and then I love it, mythology.net, which which kind of acts more like a, it reminds me of Pokemon, it talks about the Grim Reaper, because <laughs> it has like a powers section, and like, like Grim Reaper versus, anyway. Um, Wait, is it like a, is he like a spirit? 
one or a right i know i know yeah he's he's a dark type um (laughs) but it's just cool it talks about it in in like a a funnier way like that like there's like greek mythology ones where it talks them about them like they're comic book heroes which totally makes sense uh, there's so much parallel between how both of those things are created get on it marvel i know oh i'm sure they are um but for the grim reaper that specifically uh is tied to uh the the black death uh 14th century black death is really where we see physical references to a, a being and it it can change throughout all of of western europe but there's several striking characteristics a robed figure usually skeletal in nature and um usually like with with a a deep cloak where you can't see their face or it's hard to see them and what's interesting is they're they're never exactly malevolent many of these figures are not malevolent and they're they're truly they truly are just um, like taking you they're just doing a job and i like how you said if death's at your head or your foot then that's you know what what tells it and there are it's 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 so superstitiony it's so like if he's holding it clockwise or if he's doing this or if he spits over his shoulder you know there's all these things that tell you so it's like just because you see him doesn't mean it's that bad um another interesting thing though and, and it looks like the origin of this so there's lots of different things that could sort of originate this it's so hard to kind of put a specific uh idea on it but um Many, I, I just to kind of clump them, many pagan religions and then uh, the Abrahamic religions sort of specifically have some things. And I, I never really realized this, but in all of the things that I read, whether it was like a, a well-written article or just kind of like a blog post about it, they always tied it to the angel of death concept as well. And I never really thought of that, actually. Um, but it, it, it's pretty clear that there, that there is this connection there. I mean, when when we talk about angel of death, that the it sort of is this person who um, guides you. But in especially, I didn't really realize this, in the Abrahamic religions, there's uh, sometimes more of a, a more malevolent sort of thing to it. Um, there's references to Abaddon as this entity, um, a, a king, uh, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollon, uh, in the Latin exterminans. This is from Revelation 9-11 from the Du Reims Bible. Um, so there's there's a, a direct Greek connection there. Um, there's uh, Azriel uh, is also mentioned, especially in Islam, is extremely significant as as death is significant event in Islamic life and theology. It's not a, a, the end; it's a continuation, specifically more more so than I guess you could say in the other religions. Um, and it also goes with medieval depictions of uh, Christianity too, as far as the the you know like you there's these funny memes about how old by uh, like old bible angels are described as these like multi-eyed crazy unfathomable beings and then they kind of turn into these floaty winged humans later and um but uh, there's also uh the greek thanatos and uh the valkyrie um these are specific people again not necessarily malevolent especially with the valkyrie um who who really are like angelic they're winged women who come down and they specifically grab warriors to the afterlife for Odin so that Odin brings the best uh, to his afterlife army to, to fight when the end times come. So that's sort of the, 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 some of the major origins. There's tons out there. Wikipedia has a whole section on the personification of death. Many regions have the figure that specifically will, will ferry you across to death or guide you the psychopomps. Uh, the, the, 
Western European region specifically seemed to have this figure during the Middle Ages who would uh, reap or um, in, in some languages they would say uh, like the bone taker um, or things like that. Um, the mo man, the bone man is what they would call it. That's in the so much creepier yeah. <laughs> than Grim Reaper. Right. Yeah. And even uh, there's uh, in, in Celtic and Breton, um, there's the Anku or Anyo uh, is a sp- the spirit of the last person that died within a community and appears as a tall, haggard figure with a wide hat, and long white hair or a skeleton with a revolving head. So that's pretty awesome. They're just like zipping around like that. But um, the earliest use of the phrase Grim Reaper was in, in English is this 1847 book called The Circle of Human Life. This is written by August um, or Friedrich uh, August uh, Tholuck. He was a German uh, ap- apologetic Christian historian. So he, he, argue, he argued for Christianity. He was a Protestant. And he wrote this book. I, I couldn't really find too much about it. it. It's had several translations, and that's what I could sort of see that people did that. But um, it seemed very important. And I guess during this time, it was translated. And it would, I think, you know, grim. Grim's a pretty common, like, adjective to reap, someone who is a reaper. So it, it makes sense. I remember learning when I was a kid, like, that the scythe wasn't just a, a tool like that's how i first discovered what a scythe was it was a tool of of the grim reaper but then i was like oh yeah it's how you harvest your wheat too so totally makes sense um also in uh, western europe and germany they have um the personification of death is known as um Hein or meager hein hein being like a common surname or uh pitya de dude peter the death so i like it because uh, it seems like in German and, and Dutch, they use Peter the same way like the British will use Jack. You know, a ja- the, there's tons of bad Jack figures in myth. And then there's t- like it seems like Peter is a common myth name figure in, in German and Western European uh, stuff. But uh, the Slavic areas have a Grim Reaper who is extremely similar, but white robed Scandinavia. They think that there's a connection to hell, the Valkyrie, H-E-L, the, the Norse goddess of death. Um, again, she she was kind of malevolent, but she she was just sort of like Hades, where it's like, this is my job, I take care of this. Um, but hell evolved into something called Pesta, who carried a broom or a rake, uh, later adopting the scythe and the robe. I guess as you know, the became more uh, connected. Um, one like fun fun note that I noticed was in the Romance language, muerte is a feminine noun, and therefore you will typically find uh, in in Romance language countries death portrayed as a feminine figure in in many ways i thought that was kind of wild how that can kind of change the way that you perceive death so grim reaper definitely came popular during uh european medieval time to explain things likely has direct connections as we can see biblically with things like abaddon being connected to uh, the greek apollyon it's likely an evolution of these things we've talked about it a lot of times where the christianization of europe involved absorbing old things changing them, making them more Christian friendly. I wasn't so so surprised. I think the thing that really surprised me was how much the angel of death concept is also connected to the Grim Reaper and, and the Reaper in general. And that totally makes sense. I, I went, but I was really surprised. We, I, I, the, the whole connection to the Valkyries wasn't brought up really in many other things. It was a little bit, just mainly that they ferry people, but they are, they're just so angelic in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when I, I, I'm just surprised that there isn't more to that connection than 
what I've been able to find. Maybe there's something that I just need to dig deeper. But that was one of my favorite sort of personal connections that I made. But it, it is, it's a really cool concept and I, I really like it. And I, and I was surprised to see that it was so late. It wasn't until 1847 that we got Grim Reaper specifically. Um, but the the idea of a, a boned cloaked figure holding a, a tool who takes you pretty darn old, but became extremely popular, especially during the 14th century, thanks to the Black Death. Thanks, Black Death. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I think that covers my section. Cammy, do you have anything to add to that before we wrap up? No, I think we're good. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us here. Uh, tell us what you think about the Grim Reaper. What do you think about death? Um, leave a comment <laughs> below. Uh, let us know if you'd like us to t cover any subjects, though. We've got some great stuff planned. We just recently talked about some great stuff, and we've got more to come. But let us know what you think. Uh, mystery at gmail.com. Our Facebook group's a great way to find us as well. Check the link tree in our description. It's got links to everything that we've got going on right now. Uh, but we will see you all next time. Oh! oh.